Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. Here at Yeah, That Soccer Show, we're excited to continue our partnership with Uptown Poor, part of the Uptown Company, along with their sister organization, Uptown Catering. Hey, if you are looking for food or beverage catering for your next event or party, make sure you go check them out. You can go to UptownPoorCo.com, or if you want to see and visualize what you're going to get for your money, go over to Instagram and follow them at The Uptown Company. You can see all of the great things they have on offer. Thanks again to Uptown Poor for sponsoring, yeah, that soccer show. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show. Your one-stop shop for all your soccer coverage in Greenville and the upstate. We want this show to be driven by you, so make sure you send us an email at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome in once again, everybody, to another episode of Yeah, That Soccer Show. It is time for episode number 32, and this is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to. We've talked a lot of Greenville FC this year. We've talked some Greenville Triumph. We even did a little bit of World Cup coverage at one point. From time to time, we've discussed Major League Soccer, but now we are going to talk collegiate soccer in the upstate. That is right, in an effort to try to be the most comprehensive Soccer coverage in the upstate. I am going to do my best to not every week, but as much as possible, try to keep you updated on both the Clemson and Furman men's and women's programs. And that starts today. And I've even got a little surprise for you as we get this first episode rolling. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend the first half of the show kind of just letting you know where we stand so far a couple weeks into the season for the women, about a week maybe and some change into the season for the men, let you know where everything stands. And then in the second half of the episode today, we've got a special interview with Furman men's head coach, Doug Allison, who wants to talk about a very special game that's coming up this weekend for Furman as they open their homestand and come back home after starting the season on the road. So, without any further ado, let's get into it. First, we're going to cover the Clemson University Tigers programs. Uh, we'll start with the men. The men started the season ranked number 11. They have since dropped out of the rankings, but not for a lack of really playing very well. They just they had an unfortunate hiccup at the very beginning of the season. But currently, the Clemson men are 3-1-0. and zero. They've played four games so far. The first game on August 21st. August 24th was up in Omaha. They played two games back-to-back in Omaha. They played Creighton to start the season. That was a 2-0 loss to Creighton away on the road. Again, not the not the most ideal way to start off the season for the Tigers. Uh, but they bounced back on the 26th just two days later with a 1-0 victory over Omaha. And in that game, the victory actually came as an own goal off a corner kick in the 24th minute. So 
Omaha actually helping the Tigers out there a little bit and putting them on the board for the first time all season and helping them to notch their first victory. So they played those first two games, obviously, on the road and then came back home a little bit for a few days and traveled to Columbia just down the road to take on the University of South Carolina Gamecocks on the 31st of August, where they won 2-0. Two goals in that game, one coming off of a penalty kick in the 49th minute, Tanner Diedrich with the goal there. And then a little bit later in the contest, in the 68th minute, Adrian Nunez knocks in another goal to secure the victory there for the Tigers. Now, just a few days ago, actually yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, which is when we're recording and releasing it, the Tigers hosted their first home game against the Villanova Wildcats, where they won 2-0. Both, both goals in that game coming off of offensive plays. In the 16th minute, Kamarni Smith scored. And then again in the 25th minute, just nine minutes later, John Murphy for the Tigers scored. So the Tigers off to a good start. Now they've got some uh, some road tests coming down the road. Uh, so their next few games on September 7th, they're going to travel up to Boston to take on Boston College. Then on the 9th, they're going to just shoot right over very close by to take on UMass. They will be back home for two games next week. On the 14th, they will be taking on the Syracuse Orange. And then on the 18th, they will be hosting Furman University. So that will be kind of a matchup of two upstate teams. That is one that I would encourage you to make it out to. That's going to be on a Tuesday night. But that is a chance you can go and see a lot of great soccer, great local soccer, two teams matching up against each other. That'll be a really fun one to get out to. Now, the Clemson women have been... Playing very well as well. Again, some early season hiccups on the road. That seems to be a little bit of a trend here for the Tigers. But the Clemson women currently sit at 4-2-0. and zero. They started their season on the 17th of August with a 1-0 victory out in Corvallis against Oregon State. In that victory, Miranda Westlake with the last-minute goal in the 89th minute and I will just tell you this. I went out to some preseason games for the Tigers, and Miranda Westlake is an impressive player. I really think she is going to be the heartbeat of this Tigers team this season, um, along with Mariana Speckmeyer. Those two girls are really going to be the offensive firepower for the Tigers this season. But Miranda Westlake getting on the board in the very first game in the last minute and helping pull the Tigers to a victory in their first game. And then they traveled over just a really close by over to Eugene, Oregon on the 19th, two days later and suffered their first defeat of the season, a one to nil loss to the university of Oregon on the 23rd. They traveled to Columbia to take on the university of South Carolina. Again, a one nil loss there. So they started the season, not so great at one and two, but they have since bounced back. On the 26th of August, they came back home and took on Indiana. They won 4-2. Lots of scoring in that game. You saw both Mariana Speckmeyer and Miranda Westlake with braces in that game. Uh, Speckmeyer with goals in the 21st minute and then a penalty kick goal in the 32nd minute. And Westlake with both of her goals coming in the second half, almost back-to-back -back in the 53rd minute and then in the 59th minute. 
They then hosted this past week on the 31st of August, they hosted Villanova, a 1-0 victory with Mariana Speckmeyer getting the goal in the 68th minute. And then just this past weekend on Sunday, they traveled up the road just a short distance up to Spartanburg to take on Wofford, where they got a 3-0 victory in that goal. In that game, you saw Courtney Jones in the 19th, Mariana Speckmeyer in the 63rd, and Kimber Haley in the 87th minute, all notching goals in that game. The Lady Tigers have some big matches coming up. On the 7th, they're going to be hosting West Virginia. On the 9th, they will be hosting Liberty University. On the 14th of September, they will be hosting Miami. And on the 20th, they will be hosting the University of Virginia. So lots of home games coming up for the women. Hey, guess what? It doesn't cost you a dime to get into the women's soccer games at Clemson. So if that is something you're considering, it is a great, great value. And they are a great team. And hey, guess what? If you're a Greenville Triumph fan, you can go watch daughter of head coach John Harks, Lauren Harks, as she is a captain for the Lady Tigers down in Clemson. Now let's make a transition over to Furman University to talk about the Paladins. We'll start with the women here because we're going to finish up with the men since we're going to have a conversation with Coach Allison after the commercial breaks here coming up. But the women have started out 4-1-0. and zero. They're off to a hot start. On the 17th of August, they defeated Richmond at home 3-1. In that goal you saw in that game, you saw Caitlin Riley score a goal in the 11th minute, Amanda Baker score in the 20th minute, and then Amanda Baker gets her brace in the 30th minute right before half, and that would be all the scoring they would need in that game to pull out the victory. Now, on the 20th, they played North Greenville, and man, did they have some scoring in this game. The Furman women won 8-1 to over North Greenville, Man, a ton of scoring in this. You saw Aaron O'Hearn in the fourth, Aaron Houlihan in the 13th, Ellie Laxer in the 16th, Virginia Poe in the 50th, Aaron Houlihan getting the brace in the 60th, Grace Baghdadi in the 62nd, Isabel Gutierrez in the 63rd. Man, 60, 62, 63, lots of scoring right in that little zone. I don't know what was going on with North Greenville in those minutes, but man, they got scored on a ton. And then in the 75th minute, Claudia Murphy scores the eighth goal for the Paladins. On the 23rd of August, the women traveled down to take on Presbyterian, where they got the 1-0 victory. Again, Claudia Murphy scoring there in the 61st minute, 61st minute to notch the victory for Furman. On the 31st of August, they lost at home to Kennesaw State, 1-0 unfortunate loss there and and the first hiccup they experienced all season, but they have since bounced back over the weekend with a two to nil victory over Campbell at home on September 2nd. And in that game, Claudia Murphy scores in the 20th and Aaron Houlihan in the 75th minute. A couple upcoming games for Furman. They are going to be on the road, back at home, on the road. So on the 9th, they are at the University of Kentucky. On the 13th, they're home for the College of Charleston. And on the 21st, they are on the road at East Tennessee State University. Now let's look at the men. The Furman men have started 1-2-0. and oh, Not the best of starts for the men, but I think they are going to hit their stride here coming up. They have started all three games have been on the road so far, so they have not played at home. They do play tonight 
and uh, again on the road before they before they come back home this weekend. But I'm I'm hoping our men can turn it around quickly here. On the 24th, they on the 24th and the 26th they played in Columbus, uh, two games in Columbus, kind of an opening weekend tournament. Uh, they they won two nil against Ohio State there in Columbus. So basically a home game for Ohio State, and they were able to notch in two goals. Rocky Guerra in the seventh minute, and Danny Kirith of Greenville FC fame scored in the 54th minute there to help the Paladins achieve victory over the Buckeyes. On the 26th, short turnaround, they're playing Dayton. They lost that matchup 1-0. to nil. And then on the 31st of August, they lost 2-0 at Charlotte. So they have a game coming up tonight on the 4th at Davidson. And then on the 8th, they are home to Presbyterian. On the 11th, they're home to South Carolina. And then on the 18th, again, we talked about this earlier, they're on the road at Clemson. That is going to be a big-time matchup for Upstate Soccer. Hey, we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors here. And when we get back on the other side, we want to give you our chat with head coach of the Furman Men, Doug Allison. Here at Yeah That Soccer Show, we're always excited to tell you about our sponsors so that you can support them because they support us and we're able to bring you the shows thanks to all of their generosity. And that includes Brad Butchkowski of the Wonder Check Realty Group. You can find him on social media at Brad Butchkowski, B-U-C-Z-K-O-W-S-K-I, or I am Brad B on Twitter. Or you can check out his website, brad.selling-greenville.com. That's Brad Butchkowski with the Wonder Check Realty Group. We're excited to welcome to the show today the head coach of the Furman men's soccer team, Coach Doug Allison. Coach, thanks for joining the show. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. I'm happy to be on. Coach, um, you guys have started the season with a little bit of a road stretch. You're wrapping up a four-game road stretch to, to begin the season on Tuesday. Um, I, first off, before we talk about you guys coming home, I would love to know how, that, how that's been starting the, game on, starting the season on the road and, uh, and tell me a little bit about why you're ready to be back at Eugene Stone. Hey, uh, we, we actually had two preseason games here, Wake Forest and uh, Winthrop here, uh, which was good. And then I like – getting us tested on the road early, particularly against good teams. Um, you know, Ohio State were number 14 in the country last year and uh, went to play at their place, uh, you know, 45,000, 50,000 people. That, only 2,700 here at Furman. <laughs> so uh, I want I want our guys to, to be road tested. I really do. I want them to see tough environments against tough teams and then uh, and really, in the end, prepare for the conference. Uh so when it comes to conference, hopefully we've seen things before. We've already been in tough environments. We've played against good players, you know. So you guys are coming back home. The home opener in terms of the regular season is this coming up Saturday, September the 8th. And that is a very special game for you guys. It's called the Quinn game. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what that means, what the Quinn game is for? Yep. I'd be happy to. Uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to as well. Cause, uh, it's a very important cause. Uh, we, we do this uh, game every year uh, in the cause for Down syndrome and awareness. And through uh, one of my former players, McNeil Cronin, who uh, just you know has an amazing daughter named Quinn, and it's all for her. She has Down syndrome. And several years ago, one of my um, one of my former players, Andy Kidd, called me and said, "Have you seen the uh, commercial that uh, that that?" Um, 
that's in Winston-Salem right now, uh, it's been on the news as well. I said, no, what, what are you talking about? So he sent me a link to uh, the news and the podcast there from, from McNeil, and he was on there talking about his daughter Quinn and the awareness of the Down syndrome uh, chapter in Winston-Salem had, had done, and I kind of wanted to replicate that a little bit here. And I said, well, McNeil, how can we help with this cause? What can we do? And he just said, well, you know, whatever, let's let's put our heads together. And I thought, well, why don't we start a game for Quinn and call it the Quinn game every every year. Let's do an annual game for her. Let her be a princess for the day. You know, let's take care of her. And, uh, I mean, and since then, it's just really taken off. I mean, and so we, we've got the Down Syndrome Awareness going. We've got the Down Syndrome chapter in, in the upstate. Uh, and we're, uh, we have, we're, we couple with them and, it's it's a great feeling every year to see her as she's growing. We take pictures of her every year, and as she's growing, you know, to have her take the little ceremonial kickoff and her to run through and hopefully score a goal. Uh, the first year, McNeil scored the goal. He remembered his roots. He was, he, he wouldn't let her score, but he, he smacked it in the back of that himself. But she uh, she's just a little princess, and to see her joy uh, and talk about her and and you know in the firm and shirt every year is just an amazing thing. So I'm. Really happy to do it. McNeil has always been a class act, um, and to see her her face every year come back to the stadium where her dad played was is just amazing. So uh, I would love to to hear you talk a little bit about what what the outlook you have for this team this season is. What are your expectations uh, going into, especially as you as you make the turn into uh, conference play? What are you What are your hopes for this season for the Furman men? Well, we want to win the conference this year, um, no question. I mean, we've, we've won it so many years, uh, but we haven't won it. We didn't win it last year. Um, you know, we uh, we lost in the semifinal uh, 3-2 to Greensboro last year, and I'm ready to, to get that, that uh, championship back. I really am. So if we can do everything we can to prepare ourselves for conference play, that's a very, very important thing. And then, again, going back to the Queen game as well, having the platforms to do this stuff uh, – Chris is such an important thing that these student athletes do, and remembering their alumni, and remembering how important it is to the cause that we're playing for, and, and uh, just having that ability to uh, to bring awareness. And one of my my players right now, Renee, his his younger brother has Down syndrome too, and I wanted to mention that. And he's coming in from Kansas to join us as well. So anyone that knows anyone that has Down syndrome, we'd love to invite to the game. Come to the game anyway, but uh, come and. You know, it's all for for a better cause. So we'd we'd love to have you here um, on next Saturday. Um, but as far as the team goes, um, you know, you you really hope in the end that they've achieved something. But we I, I want it to play very consistently, very disciplined this year. Uh, we've got some good leaders, um, got some good seniors, uh, got a, a talented team. But by the end of the year, we need to be firing on all cylinders, as they say. So a lot of our listeners are maybe newer to soccer. A lot of folks came up to, to Furman over the summer to watch Greenville FC. That's the, the primary fan base, at least of the podcast. And, and so as folks have get fallen in love with the sport from watching Greenville FC and, and maybe even from watching the World Cup this summer, why should fans particularly come out and check out Furman this season for y'all's home matches? Yeah, well, I think Marco Carrizales did an unbelievable job this summer. Um, and he's one of our, one of us. He graduated a couple of years ago from our program, and just seeing him do that with the Greenville Greenville FC team was amazing. Just to to see what he's done, and it was 
the atmosphere of those games was brilliant. I mean, the fans, the the noise, the drums, the smoke, the that that's what it's all about. Uh, and I come from England too, and that's what I grew up around. And it was great to see it here. I hope they allow it during college games too, because those fans were the Greenville FC fans were brilliant. They were so boisterous, win or lose, they're behind their team. I think you even had the the fan of the year, and that little nut nut guy or the little boy that was a right fan. What was his name? Lugnut. Yep. Lugnut. That's right. <laughs> I don't know how he got that name, and I don't want to know. But it was just the fact that they were. It was just such a great feeling in the games, and um, yeah, that coupled with the World Cup, uh, which was a very good World Cup. It was a good World Cup for England, although we lost in the semis. It was a good one for them too. But coming to see that kind of atmosphere, we had several players on the Greenville FC team that play here at Furman that they'll know. Um, but just getting that kind of atmosphere, uh, there's always that atmosphere here. There's always an atmosphere on these night games here at Furman. The Friday night, Saturday night games. There's a huge atmosphere, huge turnout for students and community. And if you add those, I think they were of the Greenville Ultras or whatever they were called or stuff, I mean, to come onto the other side and, and pack the stadium, that would be great. Um, and I've talked to Marco Carazales a lot of, a lot about it, and he's, he would love the guys to come out. And he's kind of, it was going to be their night as well, but he said, you know, he wants it to be a, a, a firm alumni night with McNeil. And so why not make it for both? Uh, so we'd love to invite the, the Greenville FC fans out and come and get to know the players. I'd love to meet them, and if we can get a relationship with them as well and keep the, the thing going that Marco started. I thought he did a fabulous job this past year. Absolutely. Well, Coach, I don't I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about a very special player that you got to coach not all that long ago um, in Clint Dempsey, who who just announced his retirement from from the sport. Talk a little bit about Clint, what he meant to you as a coach and what he's meant to, to Furman and to the upstate area. Well, Clint was um, just, as you can imagine, was just an incredible talent. Uh, and, uh, I actually did a little thing with Seattle Sanders yesterday on the, on the big screen for them. And I did mention to them, I said that Clint actually has one year of eligibility remaining. So if he can just think of one more fall, uh, with us, and now he's got, uh, retiring from the pro game, that would be pretty cool. Uh, he he was such a talent. Fifteen years in the pro game for any professional sport is amazing. And then three World Cups in a row to represent, but not just that, but to score in. Uh, I mean, that's, he's down in the history books as the, the all-time leading scorer, or tied the leading scorer, Landon Donovan. But it's to have that guy come from Furman. It says a lot about about the program. And you know, we ha- we had an amazing team those few years. It really was an amazing group to coach. We didn't have to do a lot of coaching. We just threw the ball out and let those guys go. They were they were they were great. But Clint's always remembered his roots. He loves the farm and he loves the Paladins. He, he he loved the dining hall. He loved the you know the training field and coming out here and, and joining in. And and he was big in the community too. He was always at church every Sunday, and he was uh, a lot of kids knew him from camp. Um, and just being that 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 part of this area. Uh, on a, in a small school, Clint could have gone anywhere, but he really wanted to be with an incredible group of uh, of, of players, of athletes, uh, at a school where he was very focused. And his parents were just lovely people. I mean, they really pushed him to to be here and, and encouraged him to be here the three years that he was here. And what a, what a talent! Um, challenged himself, Chris, at every level. I mean, to go into the uh, the MLS and be the rookie of the year, and then go to the Premier League and be the second leading scorer in the Premier League behind Wayne Rooney. Yeah, when when he was on fire too, uh, and then 
you know, try and then play in the Champions League with Tottenham. And but but three World Cups in a row. I mean, I think there's only three people in history have ever done that. Well, Coach, thanks for giving us a little bit of your time. Thanks for sharing a little bit about the Quinn game. Hopefully, folks will be able to make it out there next Saturday to cheer on the Paladins. Um, th- you're welcome to come on anytime, but we appreciate you giving some time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Once again, a huge thank you to Coach Doug Allison for coming on and talking about the Quinn game coming up this Saturday. Make sure you get out to Eugene Stone to check out that game. It's going to be a ton of fun. I am hoping to be there myself, so hopefully I will be able to see you out there. Um, Hey, thanks for tuning into this podcast. Let me know what you think about college coverage. Hopefully I will be able to do this uh, at least every couple weeks or so and at least keep you in touch of what's going on with the college game. But I can tell you this, it's a great time. If you can get out to either see the Clemson uh, men or women or the Furman men or women this season, make sure you do it. Look, we got great soccer in our area, and there's no reason we shouldn't be out there supporting these college athletes because, honestly, they're they're giving their all, and they need some, some support and cheering, just like our boys at Greenville FC and just like our boys at Greenville Triumph. Uh, we need all of the we need all the soccer community we can get and all the soccer love we can get. So make sure you get out to a game. Just a quick reminder: I wanted to remind you that this Friday night, September the seventh at seven o'clock at the Mellow Mushroom in downtown Anderson, South Carolina. Yeah, that soccer show, the American Outlaws, Electric City chapter, and the Greenville Triumph are all going to be out in support of Equal Juego. If you didn't get to hear a chance. If you didn't get a chance to hear our interview with Sophia a few weeks back and with Brock from the American Outlaws chapter, make sure you go check that out. But this is going to be a great cause. I know the Triumph are going to uh, be out there with some merch and stuff. The Mellow Mushroom is going to have some special deals. We're doing the 50-50 raffle. It'll be a great time, and you'll get to watch the U.S. men take on Brazil in a friendly. So it's going to be a good time. I hope to see you guys out there. I will for sure be out there. Um, who knows? We might even record a live podcast. We'll see what, we'll see what we can do. Um, but I will have some stickers and stuff like that. So make sure you come out, make sure you find me. Would love to meet you. Um, and keep sharing the podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we can't wait to see you next time.